Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, metalheads, after going to a rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, seven days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Wow, I haven't done that for a very long time. This week is a bit of a reforged episode. Yeah, because as you all know, over the birthday celebration weekend of April 28th and 9th, uh, you know, just here last weekend, or, you know, two weeks ago, because Derby and all that shit, which I didn't even watch. Uh, I came home from work. I did an interview. I inadvertently fell asleep and slept through another interview that I had to reschedule and felt like shit because I was like, dudes, I am so sorry. I completely fell asleep, man. I I have no excuse. And they were totally cool. Uh, They will be on the show here in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned for that news. But this week, a reforged episode. As I'm talking, see, I'm already tangenting as it is. Uh, I have not just Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland in the studio here. I have all the members of Temptation's Wings. We've got Ryan, Chad, Micah, and Jason they were all here a couple of weeks ago. We we did this interview just more or less like kind of like a, just a whatever and like a bullshit session. Uh, I thought it was such a fun deal. I already released it to the Patreon subscribers out there as an exclusive with no monologue or songs or anything. But this week I you know I wanted to release it so everybody could hear it and and hear how they were having such a good time in in the Louisville, Kentucky, uh, the uh, Southern Indiana, you know, Kentuckiana area, and getting to play during Derby Weeks and shit like that, which is awesome. You know, so a little bit of info here. The long and winding road, as it were. So the original episode was on 2-4 of 22, and I had Jason on Zoom that night, and we, we had talked about Temptation's Wings at then, and then... That was also around the same time I was putting out some feelers for people to see if they wanted to come on the show and do some, uh, like, album reviews and just hot takes and stuff like that. And Jason uh, jumped to the the chance to do it, and he still does this segment here. He's actually came in and done some interviews with me, and we have started a podcast network called The Flame Keeper. And it's totally fucking rad. I'm having such a good time doing it. Jason is a great dude to, you know, to throw these ideas and shit off of to say, hey, man, what do you think of this? Do you think something like this would work? And he's quick to dismiss it if if he doesn't think it's a good idea. And if he thinks it's a great idea, he's quick to be like, hey, man, that's a good fucking idea. You should do that. And be on the lookout for some awesome Flamekeeper stuff coming up. You know, uh, I can't talk about a lot of it, but some of it, you know, you're you're gonna fucking be surprised, and it's gonna be awesome, and it's gonna be rad. But building the scene one one day at a time, one band at a time, one new episode of the the Metal Forge, the Mudhorn, and the Alehorn, and Unsleeved at a time. Metal every fucking day, people. Seriously, like, I mean. 
as I've gotten older and now that I'm uh, I just turned 40 a couple of weeks ago you know I'm really starting to to look back on a lot of shit you know like you know look back uh, on times in my 20s and 30s and 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 just reminisce and be like man I remember when that was super fucking cool or I remember when when this band released this song and everybody turned on them you know shit like that it, it it's interesting how you think about it and you know being a love for you know having a love for archival stuff you know just hey you know I want to record as many episodes and talk to as many bands as possible you know in the in the scene and shit like that because that's what it's all about for me man it's all about the metal and you know it's all about you know letting just turning bands on to my friends and shit you know curating curating this awesome fucking playlist of life that's the way i see it anyway but anyways let's go ahead and get into this with temptations wings from Asheville, north carolina this is i destroy Thank you. 
It's not Vader time, which, you know, the old WWF fans out there know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. No, I'm actually being joined here in person at the Metal Forge with Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland. Hello. And the rest of the dudes in Temptation's Wings. We have Chad. Say hello. Hey, it's up? it's audio. It's not visual. Uh, you gotta you gotta say hello into the microphone. And the guitar's not my hands. I don't know what to do with myself. Exactly. And this is like uh, this is kind of like Radio Land. So if you can get a little closer to the mic when you're talking, and yeah, you know, and and because I only have two mics, y'all are gonna have to share. Uh, one of y'all have to probably sit on each other's laps or something, which I'm gonna be filming. Uh, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Uh, we have Micah. Hey, how's it going? Uh, dude, vocals and guitar, right? right? And we have Ryan over here, which is bass and and that's it. Yeah, I'm just a bass player. Holy shit, man. It's like, I feel you, brother. And like seeing you guys last night, dude, like fucking like, I was talking with Sean from Rifle and he is a Fender guy. He's straight up fucking, like, his two fenders, you know, yeah, he's modded the fuck out of them and shit, and woo, yeah, there we go. Those were the uh, the fretless ones, right? Yes. So, yeah, he totally did that and was just like, holy shit, man. Oh, like like he ripped the the frets out? Oh, no, no, no. He he actually uh, bought, like, the Warmoth fretless necks. But, dude, I was like, man, his fucking tone is awesome. And talking about yours. And he was like, dude, I love it. And he is total 60. Those are like like a 68 and a 69 or a 70 P-Bass, you know. So he's totally old school when it comes to that. 
So, fuck yeah, man. How the fuck are you all doing? You know, the Magbar show was was kind of what it was. I mean, it, it's it's a Friday in Louisville, and which is usually kind of hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, long drive up, but uh, had a good night, played well, and enjoyed all the bands. It was fun. Right on, right on. Uh, anything in particular? Did you like the venue? Yeah, the venue was cool. I, I liked the room, and uh, definitely the uh, sounds, the stage and sound were really good. And uh, it was nice to have a pizza place next door too. That was that was ah cool. yes yeah. yeah yeah that was pretty awesome always a perk drunk food pizza donisi is the greatest uh, you know and it I love that place so much and being diabetic I don't get it that often because of the carbs and the in the crust and shit but it does not last to the next day if you eat it you eat it hot. And that's it, because it becomes a fucking cardboard box the next day. (laughs) Like, the fiber is definitely there. And it's almost like um, if you've ever watched any, like, competitive eating uh, challenges or anything, where these guys eat, like, the fucking hot dogs, and and you just, like, fucking, you see them dipping the fucking buns in the water and shit, you almost have to do it with that, too. (laughs) I mean... They messed up my order one time, and it was so fucking good that they messed it up because I was just like, fuck, man, I didn't want red onions on this fucking thing. And then I ate it, and I was like, fuck, man, I'm glad they fucked it up. <laughs> it, it, but, it, yeah, that, it is. It's such good drunk food uh, pizza. you know. And, and that is one of the good things about Louisville is we do have a couple of those spots, like Spinelli's is another one. They're the ones that do you know, like the Brooklyn style pizza with fucking. It's like an eighteen inch fucking slice. It's like seven bucks for the one slice, but it's so good. Nice, yeah. nice, well worth it. Oh hell yeah! So what else did y'all dig about about Louisville so far? That's a cool town, man. We uh, took us to the record store today. That was a lot of fun. Um, just you know, enjoying the scenery and uh, getting ready for tonight. Definitely. At the gig at, what's the name of the place? Losers 812, or 812 as Jason calls it. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I learned how to count numbers a long time ago, so it just looks like it comes after 811, so it's 812. Right, so, see? (laughs) Well, see, that's the whole thing, and then that's what I explained to Jason, too, was like, uh, back in the day here, the the music scene was divided by the river. So you had what was the 502, which is the Louisville part of the scene, and then you had the 812, which is the Indiana side, which is all area code based, right? And and it, back in the day, it was like a like a fucking pride thing, you know? It's like fuck yeah, I'm fucking part of the 812. Yeah, it's like fuck. Do you guys like throw rocks at each other across the? Riverway, almost, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, like you, you had your your crowds though. You had the people who would go from Indiana to Louisville to see shows and to watch your friends' bands play. You didn't have a, a a lot of the same back then, though. You didn't have a lot of the bands that would come from Louisville. You, you would have them come over to Indiana to play, but there was almost like they'd have like a different fan base over here over in Indiana, which is totally fucking rad because it's just you know it's that that whole everybody had a scene thing, you know, yeah. back in the day. And then, you know, back, you know, pre-internet, you know, when the internet's early shit, you know, we had seen the scene where it was just like, you know, even farther north, we had a little bit of a scene where it was just like, you know, uh, 
real small town type shit, right? You play your fucking VFW halls because yeah, you had bars, but none of us were old enough to get in, so we weren't playing the bars. So yeah, we just totally would do that shit even. Awesome. So, which is which is awesome, and I think you know watching your your scene grow as as you get older, and you know while uh, like we were talking with the Vault Wraith guy about how he was saying the thing about the forty year olds complaining about the turnout, yeah, um, which you know we both kind of were like ah oh, man, <laughs> but we both get it. Jason Jason's heard that interview uh, so far, but like it, it's fun still to this day to watch and see like. W- you know how it how your scene grows. Like, what about for you all? How how has the Asheville scene grown since you started in in it? Dude, to be honest, we're I think we're the only band that's still around since the we started in two thousand seven. Right. Yeah. So we're like tenured. And like, I I don't know how many bands have like come and gone, including like a band that with these two guys were in. Okay. Um, that we absorbed them and took them from their families. They, you took them under your temptations' wings. Yeah, we took them from their families. Like, they're going to play these songs now. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't know. It ebb and flows. Like there's like a big deathcore like sect right now. Okay. And uh, I suspect in like three or four years, all will be gone. It's just the way it seems to go. You know, a lot of a lot of our venues have closed down, especially when yeah. COVID hit. Right. And, I was looking at some of our old posters in our practice space. I was like, well, that place doesn't exist anymore. That place doesn't exist, you know. And if we're starting to run out of places in town, even play. Right, R. and R. that's all. R.I.P. Mothlight, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. See, and that's that's completely awful. And Louisville's taking the hit, too, like pretty fucking hardcore. And it sucks because, like, you know, you just – you remember these places. And, and, and it's almost so unattainable now to even open a venue. Because the cost of living and inflation has been so fucking awful that you're just like, geez, you know, what used to be like, you know, maybe a hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar investment total all in is now like a million dollar investment. Especially with like fucking beer and alcohol and insurance. Yeah, it's like for the, the quote the little guy out there, it's a fucking nightmare. And you almost can't do it. And still operate a full time job, Jason. You might be able to because of thumbtack, but <laughs> the city permits also. Permit yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, it, how is Asheville when it comes to that? Because w- there are certain places that are like dry county type shit in Kentucky. I'm sure you all got shit like that too. Not so much anymore. Like the county I, me and Micah live in used to be dry up to about eleven years ago. What was the first places that started selling alcohol down there when when it became not dry? Uh, Other than gas stations, because the gas stations would sell beer, I'm sure. Well, no, it was actually backwards. Like, townships could sell their own beer and wine. The county, you couldn't sell it in. So, like, if you're, like, the Sitco on the side of the road, there was no beer. But if you're, like, in downtown Marshall and you had a store, you could uh-huh. sell beer. But then, but then the grocery store moved in, and they just built, like, a cooler ready for beer and they just put like card section the like greeting card section in there and then like as soon as like the county passed it like those cards were like moved out of the way and the beer was you know ready to go ready to go go by yeah now you're beer drinkers and And you're hell raisers yes i was going there you got me you got me um 
What's your brand? What's a particular brand that you really you really are like? That's your go-to if you have it. If you have to. Oh man. Uh, How much time you got? It's it's tough. Sometimes we get people in Asheville. Sometimes get labeled as a snob, so I don't want to sound oh, that shit. way. There's a lot of breweries in Asheville. Right. Uh, have you been to Asheville? I have not. You got to come see us sometime. We'll take well, you on a tour. I, I'm going to. I'm going to come and see you guys in Nashville in November for okay. Steel and Stone. Okay. I'm coming down for that. All right, all right. Come up a day earlier. Let's, uh, let's do, we'll figure check local out. listings. Or the day after, because it's on a Friday this year, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Which yeah. Is great. Um, <laughs> I might drive separate than the band, just so I can yeah, and stay hang Saturday, out an extra day. And then sleep late Sunday. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Right. Uh, I'd, I'd say... Um, I got my, this nice Airbnb cabin that I'm looking at. Gosh, we'll see if it's open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'd say you have the Astral beers. Um, there's, a, there's a lot. You know, there's Sierra Nevada. There's New Belgium. Uh, or the, the bigger names in there. In well, town. see, we get those up here. Uh, but you have them here. They have just the actual breweries there. And then they've got uh, Highlands, kind of a local one that's really good. But my favorite's probably Burial. Um really good beer and they also just have kind of a doom scene if you ever go to their site burialbeer.com i think yeah. uh, they've got a lot of really cool doom inspired clothing but it's really weird because it's right in the middle of downtown Nashville, and they have a huge uh following i mean people go there a lot so we're um we're hopeful. now are they the same company that does do they do like isn't doesn't weedian have a a beer that's through them? I believe so. I think I saw that. And, yeah, it's um, like the 420 infused is what it is. what it is. Yep. I think I've got some, uh, I think I've got some coasters from Oh, it. cool. Yeah. That, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stupid and like, I'd like, I have that sense of redneck in me where like, so like, I have family members that keep the fucking cottage cheese, cottage cheese containers because, hey, you could put leftovers in that shit. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. But see, I do this dumb shit where I get like all stupid artsy craftsy and I modge podge coasters that I like so I can keep them forever because like my friends' bands put out coasters. I got a couple motorhead ones. So yeah, nice. I think I've got a few coasters from there. It's like this <laughs> stupid collection thing that I do. It's like collecting beer coasters because why the fuck not? Yeah. Some of them look fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's you get a, like David Paul Seymour fucking uh, artwork on them. Now, he does a lot of their artwork, or he's done artwork yeah. for them before. You know, yeah, so. um, that's that's he always posts about it online. He's like, hey, this design's for sale, but if you're, if you're a beer company, you can't use it. It's not for sale for you. <laughs> we were fortunate enough to work with him on the Skull Thor album that was jason's doing absolutely and he's a badass man like uh uh one of the bands that i'm sure in the metal section over at better days you all saw there was a band called blind scryer Mm -hmm. uh their first album had artwork from him as well and like i love looking up his metal archive page just to see what he's working on he does a fuck ton of stuff yeah like legit well yeah man so beer wise for sure uh burial be my choice uh you know you can get a a basic beer, or you can get as crazy as they'll do, like a donut porter, and you can you get a fresh made donut that come from the place next door on top of it. Jesus, like so it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's 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 good stuff. It, it, so. It's crazy. You would think that they would offer that with like a milk stout or something. <laughs> it's a donut porter. It's heavy. It's really good. It's one time a year. Uh, they they it's like one day, one weekend out of the year, I want to say, and it's fresh made. And it's it's really cool. So um, hell yeah, cool stuff. That, that that would be my choice anyway. Fuck yeah, the donut porter, Micah. 
Uh, I would probably go with a Pisgah Pale Ale. It's just a, uh, it's just a pale ale, but it's really good. Uh, from Pisgah Brewing, which Mount Pisgah is a, is a one of the big mountains down there. So okay, uh, they just name themselves after that, and they just do a pale ale that's just really good. See, I have not personally. I just can't do pale ales. I can't do a uh, APAs uh, or IPAs. It's just I don't know. It's too fucking much. Now I love shit like Guinness that's heavy and and you know stout like a motherfucker. But uh, pale ales are just I don't know what it is, man. I, I just don't have the palate for it. I want to like claw my eyes out of drinking it. I'm like I hate this so fucking much. Why do I drink this shit? Yeah. You, have to, you have to start the day with a pilsner and then work your way up from pilsner to pale ale and then IPA. Uh-huh. And then once you get the once you get the, like the uh, palate uh, cleanse where you can actually enjoy it, then you can just go in any direction. See, I enjoy a nice like double or triple, like a Belgian. You know, like West Mal is really fucking good. You know, I, I like that. Uh, so we got the the donut, the donut porter, the the uh, the pale ale. Ryan, uh, probably my go-to is a place called Hillman. And uh, they're kind of in the uh, artsy district of uh, downtown Asheville. And it's just a local guy just started up, started up brewing. No shit. And he's got a great IPA. I'm an IPA drinker. Gosh. I'm like, no wonder I'm sitting in a corner over here. I'm just going to turn my fucking chair <laughs> around. I used to not be able to do the IPA. Yeah, and the more, um, the more bitter, the better. I actually made myself only drink IPAs for like a month. Now, this time I was drinking probably way too much per day you know a six pack per day i'd say or every other day which sounds like a problem now that i say it out loud but we'll talk about that i know people who are worse but so but i made myself do that because i kept hearing like how magical ipas were and you know i'd I'd get the the bitter beer face when i drink one oh god but um after just drinking nothing but straight ipas i now really like them and mm-hmm. I enjoy them, but I had to like literally. It's like one of the few things where I was like, I'm gonna just drink these until I get used to the taste of it, and then once you get there, it's like you can have one and enjoy it. But it, right. took, it took a hot minute though, for sure. And it almost seems like with the uh, with the uh, IPAs and regular pale ales, they're not like the Pilsner selection where you know where you get like a. Uh, you know, like a diabetic-friendly, like a, a no-carb or low-carb version yeah. of them. There's almost not that, right. you know, which is which is another thing, too. So, like, I'd have to lay off the beer. Like, yeah. the, P, the one PBR you watched me drink yesterday, I was like, all right. And I was like, I'm going to be paying for this tomorrow. My sugar's going to be like 470. No. <laughs> we don't consider PBR water. Uh, right. We consider it water. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's it's just just as good as Deer Mountain or what the fuck. Yeah, if you've ever gotten a DUI on a PBR, Bud Light or something, you're not really a man. Oh, <laughs> listen to me. Is that your first one? Did you get a, did, it was your first DUI? I've never had one. Yeah, I probably never will. I don't drink that much anymore. Right. But my go-to is a Green Man um, Oktoberfest. Right on. Oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah. I buy I buy a bunch in the in the summertime, and I just make them last like till they come back out. Right. Because, I get that because in August is when Oktoberfest comes out, and by the time it's actually fall, they're gone. So you have to like stock up. So let me ask you this: with with buying the beer that you get, and you're and you know you're you're all local breweries down there and shit like that. There's the O word. I said it. Um, that's the one for the episode. Yes. Um, so with it. Do you are you the ones who sit there and you buy like you know because most of the craft beers come in four packs, 
you know, as opposed to a sixer, right? Now, if you're not like drinking them like bam, 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 do you, do you seriously look at it and you're like, you know, this has been in here for a week. It's probably no good anymore. Because no. I know people who are that way. Like, well, we bought them a week ago. It's probably already went stale. Dude, I have so. beer in my fridge three years old. I wouldn't be afraid to open up and drink right now. <laughs> I mean, it's bottled and sealed. One of the thumbs the cap hasn't been busted. It's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, but you wouldn't drink a, a like a crystal clear Pepsi from 1992, would you? Um, I probably it's, would. It's still bottled and sealed. I, I, yeah, I, I miss I miss clear Pepsi. It hasn't been cracked open. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it, it be good. did you guys get the uh, Dale Earnhardt Sundrop bottles here oh, back in the day? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know if you even have Sundrop out this way, but uh, is that like soda? It is. It's yeah. like it's like Mountain Dew, but it's uh, made but it, in yeah, Charlotte. I think, I think ours it is called Squirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a lemon. It's like a. It's kind of like a a lemon lime soda, but it's kind of hazy. It nice. kind of looks like the, the the liquid in the lava lamp out front. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of what it is. Well, Dale Earnhardt's from Charlotte, Canapolis, which, oh, is, where Canapolis, I, which yeah. is where I grew up, and uh, they had a run in like '92 of uh, limited edition Sundrop bottles with Dale Earnhardt, which I think my dad still has. Maybe. Oh, really? I drink one of those. No, we got the stupid, uh, we got like the cereal boxes from like, you know, where like Terry Labonte was on like a fucking cereal, like the Richard Childers cars were on cereal boxes. We got those. And like when Dale Earnhardt was on Wheaties, oh, and yeah. when they sponsored him for the fucking, the, uh, what, the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that shit. I was that guy. I had that shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so, with you all not being out on the road since 2019, are you enjoying it? Are you are you having fun away from the 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 families right now? No, the family needs to come with us next time. Wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, that's a lot. Of, that's a big thing though, because a lot of people do that now. A lot of people take their families with them because that's just the way the 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 demogra- you know the demographic has shifted for that. Yeah, I actually offered I offered just because I have kids and I know there's stuff around town that would be fun. And sometimes I wonder about you know what we do during the day. I think one of our big takeaways from the last little mini tour we did was like actually realizing that there's a full day before the show. Oh and yeah, you find yourself going. Uh, what are we going to do? Right. And you just kind of sit there stale and don't do anything, and it kind of takes away a little bit from it. I mean, it's exciting when the show gets there, but that was one of those things. I did offer. I was like, hey, if you guys want to come, you know, not that we'd be taking the whole family on a whiskey tour or anything like that, but there's right, some fun right. stuff out here. Yeah, there's to a do. ton of whiskey tours around this area. I mean, Angel's Envy downtown, uh, Louisville does stuff. You've got the Jim Beam Distilleries, uh, Jeff the Creed, you know, all of that stuff. They, the Bourbon Trail. They totally do. Uh, I actually have a friend who's a master distiller for French Lick, Indiana, which is where Larry Bird's from. Oh, nice. And he uh, he's the master distiller out there. And, dude, they put out some great fucking corn, corn-based corn bourbon and shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's really good stuff. And it, technically, it's they say it's not bourbon because it's not from Kentucky. But, you know, the whole, like, it's all rooted through this area. The whole bourbon trail shit is, you know, even like as you get like back in the fucking the eighteen hundreds, the the fucking great 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 grandfathers of all the fucking the beams and shit 
fight with each other and they were like, fuck you, I'll go make my own. And that's what they did. <laughs> and, they, you know, they'd move up to fucking like French Lick and shit because they're like 100 miles away or some shit like that from the next fucking brother that they can't stand. So, fuck, man. Are you all, do you all dig the liquor, though? Do you, you do, are you bourbon drinkers? Are you yeah. uh, vodka drinkers? I know, Jason, you, you seem like you'd be, like, getting sloshed on Jaeger or something. <laughs> you seem no, like I, you I, don't, like I don't really like liquor. At all? Not really. I, mean, I, I like it mixed sometimes. Right. But as far as, like, going out and doing shots, I, I don't. I actually, uh, when people buy me shots at bars, I just turn them down or just give it to somebody else. Because I usually have to drive. Right. You're and, the ba- you you yeah. do seem like the band dad. Well, it's because it's I'm old and have gray hair. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm the oldest, but my kid's right behind me, and I'm getting ready to pawn off all my responsibilities on him. Yeah, because... As a fellow 40, a 40-year-old 40 uh, survivor. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a fellow survivor at this point. I mean, yeah, I feel it's like been a couple of days yeah. for me being 40 now, and yeah, I feel... I feel I, really... I like it. Dude, like... I thought it was going to be different, honestly. Oh, just wait. It'll I thought you. I was going to wake up and it'd be different, and then I got fucking hung up on and cussed out on the phone at, at work. And I was like, well, this, this shit ain't fucking changed a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not, it's not, life doesn't really change. It's just like sometimes you wake up and you have chronic shoulder pain for a year with no explanation. And then one day you wake up and it's just gone with no explanation. Or right. your hip feels like it's about to break in half after standing on it for two hours. <sighs> or... You have two young kids, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. Yeah. No, see, my thing is, is like, I, I'm a big dude, right? Fucking my ankles last night were on fucking fire after standing around the entire night. Because I didn't sit down the whole, I don't sit down the whole fucking show mm-hmm. until, like, the last band is off stage, and then I'll sit fucking down. You know, I'm and I'm constantly fucking walking around and doing shit. Fucking, hey, are are you all good? Are you all good? You know, all of that shit with everybody. I even asked the fucking bartenders at my shows. I like, hey man, Steve, you good man? Yeah, man, good. I, it's just me. It's just what I do. I mean, how many times did I ask you last night? Probably fucking fourteen times. And yeah. then, Jason, you good? You good man? You good? <laughs> right? You good? <laughs> venues, venues with concrete floors, I've noticed, are like way tougher to deal with than like wood floors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean... There's like no give at all. Oh, no. No, no. And, uh, and you know, you were telling me before about the, the other three guys being in the parts business mm-hmm. or dealership business and stuff like that. And I know from prime example, like when you're standing behind the counter at the fucking auto... Oh my god, he killed us! Ah! That's what I said, you gotta be careful with that. I was being careful, but I have the same one, and it comes the whole time. You ahead and keep talking, I got this. No, it's like, hang on, I'm gonna wait. Hey Siri, turn the hair, I'll fucking just do it here. Sorry. This, see, this is the beauty part of editing shows. Yeah. You should do that There. Is that better? <laughs> Start over. And he's gonna hit him in the face with the mic. <laughs> Fuck! My God! That man's got a fan. That man has a fan. 
That man has a family. Yes. He's got a chair, big man. Uh, that's one of our constant jokes at practice, too. I frequently go back and watch uh, old WWF reruns. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I still watch the WrestleMania 12 ladder match. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that Michaels? Michaels and Hart. Okay. Or, no, I, did, I said the ladder Ra- match. Razor Ramon? I, I said the ladder match. I oh. meant the Iron Man match. Oh, okay. The, okay. Yeah, I still go back and watch that. Give me one second here. This is all edited out. Uh, seven? Enter. There. So, anyways, back to where we were talking about. about uh, You all are no, are no strangers to the parts counter type shit. So, like, I was raised in a store where you stood the fuck up all day long. Oh, yeah. You know, and on that fucking concrete floor the entire fucking day. Now, like, I'm, I'm, I'm able to sit down at the store. We got a stool that's good enough. And I was like, fuck, man, this is great. So... Yeah, the the venue floors that are all concrete fucking suck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes for good easy load in and shit because you're not you know you're not getting all of the wood floor and fucking the the casters on the cabinets and shit getting caught. But fuck, man. So yeah. when you go to a show like a paid show, do you do you stand or do you get seats? Depends on. Depends. Uh, do you mean like an arena show? Arena, yeah. Uh, arena shows, dude. I'm old enough now. I'm not gonna fucking stand. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I get the seats, and you know, and the last show that I did that at, where I didn't get a seat, was Louder Than Life in 2021, and Metallica played, and I actually made it to about 15 feet from the fucking rail, and I felt like I was gonna die because it was so fucking packed full of people, and I'm not a tall guy. When you get fucking like dudes who are like six four and shit all around you, and the crowd just and everybody's packed in like fucking sardines, and one person falls down, and then the whole rest of the crowd shifts, and then somebody falls down over here, and the crowd shifts the other direction. Somebody in the front falls, and and it just it's constantly doing this, and you're just you're in the wave, and it fucking sucks. And like it was so hot, it was a Sunday. At the end of September, it smelled like piss because it's an all weekend show and the people are fucking trying to sleep down there and shit too because they want the best fucking, they want the rail spot. And for me, like, I was like, dudes, I gotta get the fuck out of here and I'm trying to go backwards. You can't go backwards because they're all pushing against you to go forward, right? And I was crowd surfed out of that fucking pit. And like, as soon as I went over the rail and hit the fucking ground, it was the coldest and most freshest air I've ever smelled or breathed in my life. It was just so good. I was like, oh, this is so great. But yeah, no, man, I totally go for the fucking seats these days because it's like, you know, most of the bands, I've seen a lot of fucking bands as it is. Yeah. And yeah, I've been in the pit for most of them. So yeah, buying the fucking seats is fine with me. You got your pit pass. That's how I am now. I, I just, uh, I'm seats all the way now. Hit that age. Yeah. And then st- I try to stand for the main act, though. I don't, I don't like when people sit when the main act's playing. I do stand up for that. But it's nice to have that moment to sit down. Wait, I want to sit in front tonight, Chad. I remember you said that. that. Yeah, you know. Well, honestly, the good thing about losers is there, there, there's not really any seats other than at the bar. 
There's a couple of tables here and there, but it's mostly standing room only. We're going to take those away. Yes. Yeah. You're going to take away the bar seats? Yeah. <laughs> Put them on stage with you. Just all of you sit. Oh, we sit, yeah. I will be. No, you have to stand. Okay. Dude, you, you could be like Slim Jim Phantom. Fucking stand while you play. The, play like a stand-up drum kit. Yeah. yeah. There was a band I saw on OzFest one year called Push Monkey that did that. They The dude played standing up. And he, and he played... Um, with his hands. Wow. Yeah. So he was just like total hand drum shit. But I mean, he was on fucking point, man. It was good shit. But hey, where are they at we, now? Before we move on, uh, about the uh, crowd uh, movement. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one is when um, someone leaves and like six people try to take that one Oh, spot. yeah. And it's like, dude, come on with this. You know, it's like, why did... Why am I getting shifted out of the way? I didn't leave. Right. You know, <laughs> you know which ones that I really like? Is the ones where the fucking, like, the alpha fucking males just charge through. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, the the shoulder block. And as they're trying to make it down to the fucking front, it's like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, you'll have a group of, like, five or six of them just come barrel rolling yep. through there. Yep. Dude, me and Michael were at a clutch show years and years and years ago. And this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be mean. This big, huge, fat motherfucker came rolling through. Like, just... Push people away. Me and Michael actually like, tried to push him out of the way, and like we sank into his fucking stomach, and he didn't even know we were trying. Like we were literally hands on him, like push him, trying to push him because we were just standing. He just like barreled through, and we we're not trying to push. Him. And this guy was just like standing. He didn't even know we were trying. This guy was massive. Yeah. I mean, he had to be six eight, six ten. Oh my god! And, like just okay. massive. Kinda, he was we kind of sounds like Yokozuna. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Like, who's got to think, like, compare it to? Yeah, this dude was... The blob from X-Men. It was insane. Oh, wow. There you go. Right. That's a good analogy. Yeah. That's what me and Michael felt like we were, like, sinking into him. Like, dude, I'm suffocating. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's hardcore. You know, and that's so what... So the fucking weird thing about all the shows that I've been to throughout my life... I actually watched a guy do that and get up to the rail, and some guy actually fucking, they did that too, pulled him out of the way, and he just turns around and fucking throat clutches the guy, like, like right up under his fucking, and he's just like choking this, the dude that's trying to pull him off the rail away. And it's like, fuck, man. I was like 16 at that yeah, show. It was cool. at an Ozfest. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. If he was already there, someone tried to take a spot, yeah. No, he barreled up there. Oh, and, and he put Yeah, he pushed the people oh, out I of the see. way. And then the fucking guy that, that he pushed out of the way, he's like trying to pull him back off the fucking rail. And he just, and he just turns around and it's like, like grabs oh, him by the, like, like the Vader. You yeah. know, like the Vader yeah. throat, the throat hold. Yeah. But... He's actually on him. It's like fuck. I was this say, hardcore. They should make it like Royal Rumble rules. If you get tossed over the front gate, you have to go all the way to the back. You know, it'd be like watching a <laughs> Royal Rumble. It kind of is that way. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I like, mean, because I didn't make it back up to the front. It'd be like a Royal Rumble match. You'd have somebody hanging on and five guys trying to throw him over the <laughs> fucking. Front gate. Imagine being like Shawn Michaels for that. Yeah. Skin the cat where he flips back over the top rope. <laughs> fuck, man, just flip back over the rail. <laughs> Like, the Sweet. last time I saw uh, Testament, there was a kid that way. He was probably 18, 19, but he fucking surfed, like, 20 fucking times. I'm there, I'm there trying to take pictures within, like, the first three songs. He came through at least six times in the first three songs. 
like over the rail, almost hitting the the other photographers and shit. And it's like, come on, dude. And it's like, <laughs> as I'm like standing off to the side of the stage, he's still doing it the rest of the set. And I'm like, hey, it's you again. He's like, ah. It's like he was having the fucking time of his life because it was like his first like big yeah. show kind of thing. Nice. It's like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. You you enjoy that shit while you're fucking young enough to. But yeah, so that was my weird one of my weirdest concert experiences is my big ass crowd surfing, you know, for the first and only time I've ever done it. And it's like it's it's definitely interesting. And I was just like I'm like hands in my pockets because I don't want to lose my shit because I'm wearing just the battle vest. You know, I'm like, oh fuck, don't want to lose my fucking phone in this fucking mess. You know. And the goon squad, as soon as I went over and was like laid there and let my eyes and shit adjust, he's like, you gotta go. I'm like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me fucking breathe. And then I fucking felt horrible. Like, so fucking sore, like immediately. Yeah. It was like I was in a fucking car wreck, honestly, right. from all of the fucking people pushing against us. It's like, fuck that. Well, so did you hit the ground when you surfed? Did you, like, come down to the ground pretty hard? Cause I've yeah, that, I've seen too. that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I came down pretty hard on the on the other side of the barricade, yeah. Yeah, the good... But, but like, getting to see Rob Trujillo's face go, like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it definitely gives me a, a whole new, like, understanding to, to have people, like, to do that because of... Uh, you know, I've seen pictures of people in wheelchairs that are that are crowd surfing, yeah. and it's so fucking rad to see. You know, like all of that shit is it. It is a brotherhood, and it is you know it is fun, which is like you know why you guys are here because not only is it cool because I get to finally meet Jason because of working together for you know the past year and having having him on the show to promote you guys back last year. And now it's like, holy fuck, you know, this is actually a cool deal. This is fun. And I, and I told him last night, he's like, man, I'm glad you guys are here. And he's like, fuck yeah. And it, and it is fun. You know, you get to see a little bit of our scene and, and hopefully later next year or later this year, next year, what the fuck am I? It's not December yet. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, uh, hopefully later this year, it'll be just as cool coming back, coming to Asheville for Overload. Yeah, it'll be good. Like I said, there's only two local, two bands from the area that are playing that show. Everyone else is from. He knows how I feel about that. Uh, I'll 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 spare everybody the uh, the L word issue. I'll I'll tell you off air. How's that sound? It's about to pop back off again. We're we're fumbling with the mics over here. So. Obviously, by the time this airs, we might this might be like a Patreon exclusive interview. So for now, we might I might just like immediately cut this out and just upload it to Patreon today. Yes, today, uh, so we're gonna go with you know we're gonna go with derailed. How's that sound, Jason? You're familiar with the derailed concept. Derailed is five questions uh, and any any answers. You know what happens. You know, uh, no holds barred. Okay. So Great Hulk Hogan movie too. Oh God, no! <laughs> I will not be around when this check clears. <laughs> so 
Yeah, this is, like I said, this is no holds barred. So these are random fucking questions from the interview decks that I subscribe to. So I don't know what's going to come up. Uh If I look at it and I'm like, man, that's a shitty question. I'm not going to ask it, but I am going to ask this, and it's five questions, and you each get a chance to answer. What is the meanest thing that you've ever done? Not the meanest thing. Ryan, come on. You told that chick she was fat, didn't you? (laughs) And you're like, you told the crackhead to sober the fuck up yesterday, didn't you? And you're like, and then I'll come back. Well, I've told off some homeless people around around town, you know. But, uh, uh, I don't... You seem pretty mellow, pretty low-key. Yeah, Yeah, we're all kind of that way. That's a tough one. Jason? Ryan's probably pretty savage in uh, card games, I would say. <laughs> oh, did, are you like like? Is this a joke? I mean, like, I don't, I don't are you know like who's the, in the magic? I didn't know who's the magic, uh, the gathering style stuff sold today. So that was amazing. I, you know, I play yeah. I play with some guys that take it pretty serious, but I'm I'm just there to drink some beer and just hang out with people. Right on. You know? Now, do you do the whole Friday night magic thing? I've never done that. I mean, just me and some guys from work do it on Saturday. Dude, you should do so, a draft sometime. Yeah. It's it's pretty fun. It's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it online before. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but you don't get to keep the cards. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't get, get to open. Anything. You don't get to crack those fresh packs, yeah, man. That's true. Come on, I know what it's about. <laughs> so nothing for you. You don't. You can't. Can't think of one. Micah, what's the um, meanest thing you've ever done? You you double charged somebody at the dealership, didn't you? I did. I do that a lot, actually, <laughs> on purpose. Um, so I I'm gonna say, uh, and uh, I used to do wrestling in high school all right so what was the meanest thing you ever done micah so uh i i used to wrestle in high school and uh they would make us mop the the wrestling mat every yeah. so often just because it gets really nasty you know? yeah you ringworm man so this was my junior year and I, I had a little bit of tenure on these freshmen you know finally and had been through all the you know the hazing and Shit like that. That doesn't happen. Come and uh, so uh, there was a bunch of guys that grabbed this poor kid and they yanked his pants down and we mopped his ass. Damn. It was mean and I felt horrible about it. I, I still kind of do. And uh, it was a poor kid and I, I befriended him later because I felt so horrible about it. But Jason, how are you feeling now? Mean. Oh, that's fine. Wasn't you, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking like this. I know. I'm being, you're being a being a dick. I would, I would have done that that's pretty hardcore. It, it was it was very mean. Yeah, uh, we used to do that shit in like the weight room and and shit when we were like we had fucking like switch pull the fucking uh the bar out of the free weights and shove it down into the bottom so when they when the, then they don't see it so they're trying to fucking uh lift the fucking weight and they're like what the fuck or we'll fucking just take took the pen out completely and they go to fucking pull the pressure down and they just yank the son of a bitch to like at the at the hardest they could do it because they're trying to lift and then they're just like what uh, I get that Dude, Chad. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I was always pretty mellow. All, all my mean shit happened when I was a kid, like a little little kid, I'd say. So yeah, yeah. The work. I'll, I'll bring up a childhood story. Okay. The meanest thing I've ever done. I think about it sometimes. So uh, both my grandfathers are, have now since passed away, but uh, remember when I was like eight, my grandfather bought me a uh, bow and arrow. 
And I was, it was awesome. It was like, it was the coolest thing. We went to the store, picked it up, uh, went to the house, shot at a target he bought me. And he used to have these old uh, camper trailers out in the back of his yard. And uh, he went inside to do something, and me and my cousins were out there, and I started shooting the arrows towards the camper trailers. And I ended up <laughs> taking out like five or six of his camper trailer windows. <laughs> oh, shit. Thinking like, oh, this is fun, this is awesome. And it came out, and he was just like flipping out, because I'm thinking these are just old camper trailers. It turns out these are things that he actually uses. Oh. Being eight years old and stupid, you know, I was like, so I always think about, man, that was a cool day when he bought me a bow and arrow, and I... Uh, you shot out all the fucking windows. <laughs> Shit, man. Jason, can you top that? I, I, I feel like you can. No, I I was pretty mellow. I, I, I'm more of like a reactionary than a uh, protagonist. Okay. Like, I do remember, like, I think I went to summer school in, like, eighth grade when I missed too many days and had to make them up. I remember this guy in high school was, like, saying something about, like, the hair on my arms, what I had to do to get the hair on my arms. I, I told him his mom didn't complain. Ah! Yeah, he like, wanted to fight, and, you know. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Damn. And, uh, I was like more like a like a, a smart ass like answer guy than you know like I'll meet you in the park on fight. Yeah, and then let and leave them there waiting on you. Yeah, one guy I remember. Uh, I, I'll call this guy out. Him and his stupid fucking brother uh, named uh, Mitchell and Dennis Maley. Um, <laughs> This guy told me one time that he fought Chuck Norris and won. I mean, that's how stupid these, these guys oh are. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, I remember um, this one, this, his older brother uh, heard that um, I made fun of uh, little Mitchell, the guy who fought Chuck Norris, because he told me he fought Chuck Norris and won. That's why I made fun of him. And uh, this guy came out there, and, like, he was, like, m- like pushing me against the wall, so I just, like, kicked him in the nuts and pushed him down the hill and finished my cigarette and went back inside. Because <laughs> you know? uh, this guy was pretty big. Yeah, so I was like, so this wasn't even a school thing, was it? Yeah, it was in school. Oh like, shit! Yeah, like, Finished my cigarette. He was in fifth yeah, grade. I was in, yeah, <laughs> I was in like a, I was in like a tenth grade or eleventh grade. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so that was like I was more like a reactionary than a than a you know than a straight up dick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you could be any character in a movie, who would it be? <sighs> Captain Riker. Ooh, mm-hmm. Captain Riker. Wow. <clears throat> Well, number one, Riker, let's just say that. Okay. He was having a good time on the Enterprise. There was a... But not Thomas. No, not Thomas. No, we don't... We're not going to be Thomas. No. Yeah. I would be Will Riker. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Season two through seven, especially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because let's face it. He had the beard till two, so... Yeah. He had the weird fucking baby face in in the first season, right? Yeah. Um... And let's face it, man, like, uh, Mariana Sirtis, fucking, uh, uh, Deanna Troy was pretty roll fucking tied then, you know, especially like first contact era. She was pretty roll tied then. Uh, Chad character in a movie. Who would you be? I just want to say that was a really good fast answer. Like, I feel like you've been waiting for somebody to ask that question. He has been, I'm sure. <laughs> Instantly. Like I was. Dude, I've been watching sitting... a lot of Star Trek lately. Uh, Next yeah. Generation era. And, um, yeah, so. Nice. I just kind of live with these characters for a lot of hours. Uh, I think I would be a, in any of the Ghostbusters. You gotta go Winston. Yeah, yeah, you look like yeah. a Winston. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're like, man, I just work here. I just work with these dudes. <laughs> Always yeah. fascinated by the Ghostbusters. Love the Ghost. Love, love the reboot. Uh, loved the last movie that came out. Thought that was really cool. Do you like the reboot? 
I did the newest one. The newest one just came out last year, or two years. Not ago. the not the Kate McKinnon, Melissa McCarthy uh, one. This is the one that came out. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's the it's is it a reboot or is it a sequel? It's I've a always se- looked at it as, or, or as it's a, a sequel. Se- it's a sequel, I should say. Yeah, yeah. It's a continuation of the original. Story, yeah. So. Yeah, and was, I liked it too. Afterlife. Yeah, Afterlife. Yeah, that I like the, it too. So uh, yeah, I would I would be any of the Ghostbusters. I think that that's fascinating stuff. Proton packs and yeah, all that stuff is really cool. So. Uh, I like how the I like in two how he's like it's the Scolari brothers. I, I sent him to the chair. Yeah, and yeah. they're fucking terrorizing the judge because the, the judge quarter. is such a bastard in that. And he all yeah. like Stuart Smalley's dad or whatever. <laughs> he's in that. <laughs> Micah, if you were a character in a movie, who would you be? Uh, I'm gonna go with Luke Skywalker. I mean, he he lived it up. You know, he kissed his, his sister. Days. He did kiss his sister. <laughs> Maybe I'll skip that part. Maybe he was the Skywalker Empire forward. I mean, he, he lived it Jedi up. Jedi forward. He was clueless. He did it. Right. He did it in an Empire. That's right. Yeah. Or she kissed him actually. Yeah. Yes, she did. Which I've always to loved. Get, to get it, Han. Yeah. The uh, I, I always love the Family Guy thing. She's like, well, it's kind of the Mississippi of the galaxy. <laughs> Talking about Alderaan. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, he he didn't know uh, that his dad was gone or whatever, or he did, but he didn't seem to care. He was just living it up, shooting womp rats and yeah, you know, back in his T sixteen, back in home. his T sixteen, and cleaning the moisture converters and yeah, you know, and then he gets to go on this big adventure through the galaxy. Yeah, and, but the the scene where he when he rolls up on the homestead, yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks. Brutal. That is, yeah, you know, I love the 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 fake figures lines, and they've got an Owen and Barulars skeleton figure. <laughs> it's charred, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Ryan, uh, I think I'd probably be a Paul Walker Walker's character in Fast and Furious. Oh my god, <laughs> are you? Serious? We were bagging on that shit earlier, and you just let it fucking sit I, there. Yeah, I let it sit there. God yeah. damn. <laughs> Like, I mean, you believe you got a dog the are you going to be like world. Paul Walker's character in like 10? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fucking I like mean, Owen and Baru Lars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, the, the later the later movies are kind of rough, you know, but I really the earlier ones, I, I actually really enjoyed. It's great cinema, isn't it? I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, looking, it, <laughs> hey, I did. It was, You know, the big reason is it got me into cars. Okay. Yeah, when I was younger. But now looking back at it, you're like, like man, I'm going to work in a dealership yeah. now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, look at, these, look at those cars, you know, and uh, and how cheesy they are now, you know, the yeah. graphics and neon. But but I really, really respected the guy because he was actually a true car guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, he actually was. Yeah, no, and yeah. I really I really kind of liked that aspect of him. You know, he had a really huge car collection, a really, you know, unique yeah. In his and you know, I'm bagging I'm bagging on him and shit like that and fuck but you know, he did do a lot of charity work and yeah. shit like that too. So that's that's totally cool. Uh have you ever worried about your phone being bugged? Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the government or an yeah. X <laughs> or both. Maybe from anybody. You know, it seems like now, you know. The way technology's going, yeah. it seems like anybody can just hack into your shit anytime and just, you know, take your personal information. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty uh, that's a scary thing about how fast you know technology is moving nowadays. Right. And uh, 
you know, and pretty much everybody we live online, all of our information's on there. Yeah. You know. And everything's not only online, but fucking, you know, your fucking Apple Pay and all that yeah. shit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fucking crazy. It is. It is out there. Micah, you ever worried about your phone being bugged? There was a point in time, uh, back when I very first got a cell phone. I was young and I was smoking a lot of weed and we were <laughs> Now he just doesn't have the cell phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we were uh you know, weed was really frowned on back then when when I was young because I mean, it just wasn't thought of as medical like it is today. Right. You know? And uh so I was I was worried that somehow the cops would uh see or hear what I was saying, you know, about buying weed and we were all like covert and shit, you know. <laughs> right. You had the paranoia. It's the paranoia. Yeah. Exactly. So it was totally it was totally the thing of like, you know, taking the long way home to to avoid getting fucking stopped but but you're high and you're just fucking taking a long way home because you're paranoid that you're going to get fucking stopped <laughs> and the cops played into it too cuz they would uh they knew what we were doing down there but they didn't have enough to get us right they would pull us over all the time and search us and this was I uh, heard it I was working at Pizza Hut at the time oh of course <laughs> I heard a really good thing about this like if you don't, ha- if you're, if you vape or anything like that, or you're, you say you're not smoking in your car, so there's no smell, and you get pulled over, and if they ask you if you're high or anything like that, just tell them you're tired because they can't test you for it. You know, it's not like a breathalyzer, right? So fucking just tell them that you're tired, and then you know, you 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 know, you get out of a fucking DUI charge with it. <laughs> tired man. What about you? Uh, Chad? Yeah, we talked about this in practice recently. Um, just just the fact that you can say certain things out loud in conversation and that they're, they're on your phone randomly oh, yeah. later. Yeah. That's what, that was what got me all crazy. You know, yeah. this, is a, this is a true story. It's a very silly story, but I was joking with, I think, my daughter or my family because I do a lot of stupid dad jokes. You know, I'm the king of the dad jokes. And, uh, you know, I, I think I, I had said something about, like, we should go camping sometime. I, it seems pretty intense, oh. you know. You know. So, but this is just a conversation we had, and I opened my phone up later to go on Amazon, and there was a shirt on Amazon that said "Camping is intense." This is about an hour after that conversation, and I was like, "This is spooky." It spooked me. I was like, "This is whoa! Be careful what you're saying," you know. So, see, that's not the dad joke that I w- I heard from that. So, but I'll I'll tell that off. I heard a different one too. Yeah, I heard it all. I'll. I'll tell it off the air. Jason? <laughs> I'm just not that interesting, so I don't really care anymore. Right? Yeah. If they want if they want your phone bugged, I mean, you're just talking to me. And yeah. Fucking, they, they can just tune into the Metal Forge or the Mudhorn or yeah, the Elmhorn at that point. Just, just fucking go to the Patreon page and at least fucking give me a couple dollars <laughs> and then you can tap me, tap I'm the phone. It's usually something stupid and insignificant like... There's too many goddamn shows on weeknights in my fucking area for the next month. I can't go to them all. What right. am I going to do? Right, yeah. right. And then they're like, hey, you like concerts? Here's some more. Yeah. Not even nearby you. Right. And it's like, Thanks. Fucking Ticketmaster's wor- the yeah, worst about that shit. It's like, 
uh, you look at like, oh, where's this where's this band coming? Oh, fuck, the closest they're coming is Nashville. And then a fucking, I get like a slew of Nashville fucking shit. And it's like, God damn it. It's like, yeah. you bought a ticket to see uh, Testament, you might like these bands, like Turnstile or like Taylor like, Swift. Blink-182, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Come on, algorithms, get with it, man. Right. Um, what would you want your last meal to be? Oh, I got it. Go ahead. Uh, I had some pretty good White Castle earlier ah <laughs> wow right, you would you would seriously do that no mine would just be like the most um i, I would just get like um a, a buffet yeah and just keep eating and stay alive Ooh, that's yeah. that's good <laughs> nice chad what would you want your last uh, meal to be i'd say uh, a steak over an open flame Ooh, open flame steak all right so you you mentioned the s word here yep. where 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 you, where's your temperature uh medium rare Okay, you can stay in the room. Yes, yes. <laughs> Micah? I would do the same. A giant steak, medium. You get the fuck out. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and and uh, probably a baked potato or something. Ooh. No A1. Uh, oh, God, no. no. No, no, never use A1. A1 is for people who don't know how to cook steak. That's, That's right. exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, steak. I, I totally would dig on that, too. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, I'm, I'm a steak person too. Damn, you're not a well done steak person. No, my my dad is, and it's like you know, eating charcoal, you know. But I'm more of a, more of a medium guy, so but yeah, I would definitely give me a, give me a big. Steak. Well, actually, you look kind of diminutive from here. Oh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just a dick. See, that's how it is. I I, I crack on everybody on here. Uh, last question of the day. But before we get to it, as always, links are listed in the comments below. So please give yourself give a like, a share, and a follow. Go buy merch. Go see these guys when they're in your town, whenever that may be, if ever. Uh, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe Nothing. two days. Yeah. Who knows? Just, just Asheville right now. Just Asheville right now in Louisville this weekend. Um, do you have shout-outs you want to give to anybody and not me because that doesn't work? I'd like to give a shout-out to Jason on the Mudhorn. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, seriously, anybody you want to uh, say hey to? Uh, just our wives and families for letting us get out and you know be stupid for a weekend and yeah, and uh, we we really appreciate uh, being able to do that. So are you? Uh, so I lied. Uh, you know, this is the other thing, uh, Jason. I know you're married. Are you all married? No, I'm, I'm not. Well, then why didn't you take that up yesterday? <laughs> yeah, no. Because we would have had a ride with her. Yeah. <laughs> she could have ridden in the trailer. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to bed to the truck. I'm not, not going to submit our our uh, equipment to her. Right. <laughs> she was a uh, she was a weird one. Right on. So you're going to be the 40 year old uh, single dude too, then, right? Uh, be 36, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, right on, man. <laughs> getting, getting close. Actually, be 36 tomorrow. Oh, really? oh shit. Yeah. No shit, man. Oh, yeah. We didn't know that. Well, yeah. fuck. Yeah. It's, shout out to Ryan. It's his birthday. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to Ryan. I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to bring that shit up on, on stage later. <laughs> fuck yeah. What was the name of the uh, music story you took us to earlier? Maxwell's. Today? House Ma of Music. Shout out to Maxwell's, too. Those guys were awesome. Um, 
thanks for almost getting me divorced today with that EVH I played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mike, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Tony. Think yeah. That, yeah, they're they're awesome people. I'd say the most fun thing about New Towns is finding the music store, so I was glad we were going to one today. Hell, you know? yeah, man. It's a, yeah. it's a great one. It's one of the better ones I've I been mean, to. and I love that store. And like I said, I've been going there for 25 years, and and it's only looked like that for the last couple, you know, since pre-COVID. But, yeah. like, they've, they've had some... Some awesome stuff in there through the years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just like I said, it yeah. used to be an old movie theater. Yeah, yeah. On those places, you know, you could tell there's a vibe there. You had a lot of kids coming in, playing, which is cool. There's a lot of younger kids doing lessons, and uh, you know, shout out to all those places in Asheville too around us that we get stuff from. So, which um, is funny because I don't know if you all noticed this or not. When we were leaving the music store, there was a kid that was going in for a lesson. And when we were leaving the record store, the kid was at the record store, too. I saw the kid. Because he was go. wearing the Cure shirt. Yeah. And I was like, hey, he was over at the fucking music store. Yep. What the fuck? Future rock star. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. And that is one of the good things that they do over there. They they had the first widely, like circulated rock school program so where they you know having kids like 10 11 12 uh to 18 playing in bands you know setting them up with people their age and shit like that it's totally cool ryan and shout outs for you shout out to the wife and kids i mean future wife and kids i guess uh, <laughs> uh probably the auditorium because uh, that's a venue down down where we're from and they've been supporting hell yeah me for a Ever since I started playing, you know, they've always been extremely good to us. Even me, me and Chad's old band, you know, they've, they've been extremely good to us. Been good, to, especially good to you guys, Temptations Wings, you know. So a good 15, 16 years. So are you still the new guy? <laughs> yeah. In the yeah. band? Or are you all both the new guy? You all both start at the same time? Um, yeah, he's the he's the newest guy. Yeah, I'm the newest one. So. And, and what's it, how long now? Maybe Four years? Oh, maybe? wow. Five, so it's, it's I think it's, five or six. It's scary. We did the live album in 18. Yeah. In the past. Yeah, so that was five years ago. Five, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. Wow. Yeah, remember, we did the live album with the four piece. We were a three piece before that yeah. with me. So, yeah. The funny thing is, like, Ryan was a, like, kind of like an accident because Chad couldn't make a show. So he's like, I, I think Ryan could fill in for me because we knew him from through the following. So, like, he played and Mike like texted one night. He's like, I think we should just keep Ryan on bass. Like, Oh, firing Chad? He's like, no. Oh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good move. You know, I love when that happens. <laughs> actually, you know, that's how that's how we switched members. Like, yeah, yeah, is that was a whole deal where like we set up to do the click, and Todd was our drummer, and one, uh, two, uh, three. Todd, do you want me to do it? Yeah, man, you could try it. All right, and we're off to the fucking races. You know, and that's how it was. Last question of the day. Uh, when touring, where is the best place to sit in the vehicle? Oh. Mm. Well, uh, I'm going to say driving is probably the best. Yeah? Uh, because, yeah, you seem like you have the most room because you need it. But not driving, I would say, like, back seat. Really? You're not a shotgun? Well, the back seat, because sometimes you can just like sit mm. at an angle and just kind of like stretch out that way. Yeah, or, that's yeah, true. So, I, I think I feel, uh, if I'm in the front seat, I feel obligated to stay awake for the driver. Yeah, so I get by that. Typically, what in the car, especially, I'm usually, I, I prefer to drive because I, I can stay alert, but 
I like to sleep typically if I'm not, so it's, you know, back seat. But if I'm in the front, you're always like, hey, got to make sure this guy's awake. You okay? You okay? You okay? You okay? You good? You know, that was that was our Doomfest tour. You know, we did, what was that stretch of drive? We did the last day on that. It was like a Sunday. Yeah. Like um, eight hours. Yeah, it was like an eight-hour drive seven. back. Eight, eight or nine, yeah, seven or eight-hour drive yeah. straight back from Doomfest right after the show. So there was like a full day. I don't think we slept at all the night before. We tried to. We, we couldn't, so... And, uh, yeah, right after the show, an eight-hour drive, and I just remember getting back. Like, we're, like, getting close to the border, and we're, like, we've already swapped out, like, as many times to the driver's seat. And yeah. We're having trouble. Everybody's nodding off. You know, you'd be sitting there in the front seat, and you'd nod off a second, and then you hear the rumble strips hit, and you're like, we good? We're going off a cliff, you know? <laughs> yeah, shout-out to rumble strips. Yeah, right. Yeah, shout-out to rumble strips. Because, <laughs> oh. you know, when you get back to Asheville, if you cross that guardrail, there's a good chance you're taking a pretty good plummet to the bottom of the mountain. So. Oh, fuck. No shit. Yeah. Micah, best place to sit? You seem like you're the driver. Uh, if not driving, then my second choice would be uh, navigator, because you also get control of the radio. Oh yeah, yes. see. Yeah, I did the whole. I did all the playlist yesterday for the. Y'all listened to the Metal Forge the whole time, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah, yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. And and of course, this is the exact opposite version of the Metal Forge. You know, where people usually fast forward through Jason's segments. Yeah. You fast forwarded through all of mine and just listened to his, right? <laughs> uh, Ryan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a shotgun person if I can. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love the shotgun seat. Unless it's like some kind of weird fucking vehicle. Like, yeah, like, I, I'm shotgun or driver. Yeah. I get it. Totally. Dudes, hell yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it here. We're in an hour and five minutes. Nice. Talking bullshit. Uh, yeah, fucking, we had an eight-hour drive two times, you know, from our deal from our last tour where it's like fucking the next day is an eight hour drive to so we didn't get any fucking like scenic time at fucking in Milwaukee we ate at Culver's when we got there went and played a show went back to the hotel and then fucking left at like nine in the morning and got the, to the other fucking venue at six <laughs> so nice. yeah fucking rough shit <laughs> dude well, it's like a working vacation man Absolutely it is. So...
in 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor of the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code MetalForge10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby.